to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm peaches i'm Zach. maybe yeah and i'm czar what is it with the questions why do you guys sound like you just had amnesia and now don't remember who you are well because every time i show up someone else is gone and then i was like wait <laughs> jp's here peaches is here. shit who am i well see my my question mark comes from i don't know where i'm supposed to go because jp was gone and so sometimes I went first, and then sometimes I went second, and now Zach is here on top of it, and so I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I don't know where my line is. You're at the top of the totem pole, baby. By the way, that reminds <laughs> me, thank you guys so much for letting me go on that vacation. I mean, let is in quotation marks there, obviously. What I meant to say is thanks for not burning <laughs> down the podcast while I was away. I'm, I'm glad. I really tried. Well, I already told you on Twitter that you that's the only vacation you get for five years. Yeah, about yep. that. Um, I'm going to be gone for 10 days in May uh, or in June. So we'll talk about that later. Let's just talk about that later, though. You better bring a laptop. To Jamaica? Yep. Yeah. They got Wi-Fi. Yeah, he's got Wi-Fi. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I am totally not messing with settings as we're recording. That would be very unprofessional. Yes. Eh, whatever. Yeah, it, it would be. Zach. All right. What? So I... That's my name. <laughs> so I'm going to do itinerary today since I haven't had the chance to do it. Is that okay with everybody? Yeah. All right, so today on the podcast, we are talking about no end in sight for the PlayStation 5 shortage. We are talking about more studios coming from former Blizzard employees. And we're talking, is gaming more impactful on youth culture than music? And we're going to finish that up with, of course, some quick takes and game releases. That sounds like a pretty solid episode, boys. Where are we getting started? Looks like we're starting off with you and Sony, JP. Yeah, you're still talking. Oh, oh. Oh, I get to talk about Sony. <laughs> I mean, it's not really that good. You didn't read ahead. <laughs> Last week when I was listening to the news episode, and Zar had to say... We wasted the good articles on you. And Zar had to say Sony gets Discord. You should have hear, heard how hard I was laughing. I was so... <laughs> I was like... <laughs> oh... And what's funny is when you guys were recording without me, I felt my head perk up for a second like somebody just said Sony. And I'm like, oh. uh, whatever. That's my nothing. ears are burning. <laughs> All right. This first article is entitled Sony now expecting PlayStation 5 shortages to continue into next year. Coming to us from Liam Wiseman of IGN.com. So thank you very much, Liam. All right. It was never going to be easy launching a new console in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, and Bloomberg now reports that Sony has spoken to a group of analysts about the supply constraint issues affecting PlayStation 5 supplies, reportedly warning that shortages will continue into 2022. And in other news, the sky is fucking blue. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Did anybody really expect that the PlayStation 5 shortage was just going to end anytime soon? 
Okay, I want to know why they say that it's hard to launch a console in the midst of a pandemic because one, no, it's fucking not because people are going to buy that shit up like hotcakes. And two, when has there ever been a console release where there hasn't been a shortage? I've always had to wait at least a year to get the new console unless I like really sought after one. That was a really solid point, and I even had theories as to why that was. If we read a little bit more into the article, I think we're going to get a couple more answers. So we've got a quotation here from um, Hiroki Todoki. <laughs> wow, what a name. I don't think demand is calming down this year, and even if we secure a lot more devices and produce many more units of the PlayStation 5 next year, our supply wouldn't be able to catch up with demand. So obviously... Zar alluded to this already. When consoles release, it's not surprising that there's a shortage, okay? It's the brand new console and everybody wants to get its hands on it. Wants to get their hands on it, I should say. And plus, we've already talked about like a million times how the pandemic has affected the sale of these consoles. But like, we're getting close to the end of COVID. And I know that's actually really crazy to hear, but pandemic season is really close to being over. So... I mean, I guess that raises the question, like, do you think that, like, the hype of the PlayStation 5 is surpassing, like, COVID necessity time? What do you think about that, Czar? Well, it's no longer necessity time. Like, we we well overshot the end of days here. Pretty much everybody is getting vaccinated and, you know... Uh, forlorn shout out to our friends in Canada who are not currently getting the vaccine, but like life is moving on as we know it. So saying that it is a pandemic necessity is no longer a thing. I, I think it is surpassing the hype, but I don't think the two are necessarily related like at all. Fair enough. Peaches, Zach, either of you have a take. I, uh, want to impulsively buy a PlayStation 5. Zach! But, uh, thank- <laughs> no, you want to impulsively buy an Xbox, you bastard. <laughs> now, see, what's also funny is I can't find any of them. Uh, Fair. And every time I check Facebook Marketplace, there's always some dillweed selling multiple for like 800 bucks. I just want to message them some very naughty words. And I think that scalpers are making this the worst like of all time like i'm sure Wii's were bad like there were similar circumstances but like i feel like everyone thinks they can scalp now and so it's just gross right now and it all comes back to the scalpers fuck them kids oh so zach this actually cards and target anymore yeah i know i saw that that's ridiculous what's going on there Zach, what's interesting about you is you actually represent like this weird middle ground of people who wouldn't normally think about getting a PlayStation, period. And now you kind of want one. So like if it's not about the pandemic, like what exactly is enticing to you about the PlayStation? I haven't had one in a while. Yes. Fair enough. (laughs) Like I would not play any of their games. I would probably go and get Jack and Daxter for the 14th time. Play that. And be like, okay, back to my Nintendo. <laughs> you can do that like on I'd a PlayStation buy... 4. Hell, you can do that on a PlayStation 3. I'd buy Ratchet and Clank. I'd buy Spooderman. Of course. I'd maybe buy God of War. Cool. And that's probably about it. What's great is you don't even have to buy half of those games, because if you get PlayStation Online, half of those are free. Yeah, but that's assuming he gets PlayStation Online. Mm-hmm. That's fair. 
Zach, how come you didn't how come you didn't say Last of Us? Oh, because I can watch it on YouTube and be just fine. Thank you. I mean, you're not entirely Sony, wrong. It's just a glorified DVD company. Next question. <laughs> and yet you want one of those over-glorified DVD players. It's got Blu-ray, JP. <laughs> so does Xbox. I use YouTube and Netflix. Who's Xbox? Who, who let him in here? <laughs> and then Peaches, finally, what about you? What's your take on this? Well, I disagree strongly with what Zara said at the beginning. So let's just get that started right off the bat. Okay. Okay. Which part? You got, you're going to have to specify. Um, so when Zara said it's hard launching a console in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, he I would say that it is. Oh. I, um, I, I say that it is hard. Zar said that it is not hard. Okay. So Interesting. I think Zar, I think Zar's point was more. It is easy to make sales in a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, basically but launch, but launching a console in a worldwide pandemic, I would say is extremely hard. And like, they talk about it here where like there, there's shortages of, they specifically mentioned in the article, semiconductors um, <clears throat> that the PS5 uses, there are shortages in that because of the pandemic and stuff like that. And that right. hurt the PS5's production cycle, which also made it harder to launch. And with everybody being at home and not in like offices where they were previously and having to adjust, I think that also makes launching a console much more difficult. But that aside, um, I also have a take on why Zach wants a PS5. Oh, boy, this should be good. It's because he wants what he can't have, right? That's it. I know it. I'm the worst. (laughs) I am literally consumerism. I mean, that might be so true. I remember when I was Black Friday shopping with Zach like three years ago, and he just on a whim picked up an Xbox One and returned it the next day. (laughs) well listen okay i turned it on and i was like ew you know what i mean no i don't know what you mean well like everything was all convoluted and like it was gross and i was like okay i'll adjust to it and then like the next day i woke up and i was like this is gross it's the most user friendly how how PlayStations make sense though. You go left to right. I think this is like I've never the PSP. thought that though. Like I think Zach is not is... a fan of the Z axis. <laughs> Zach, <laughs> Zach hates what? the Z axis. I like the Z axis. Okay, then Z- I guess... Zach starts with the Z. Okay, bro. Okay, then I guess it's I just... the Y axis. You hate the Y it... axis. I just hate the Xbox axis. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh. It's personal, then. It's All right, so the point I was trying to make with, like, bringing Zach's example into this is, like, originally we were like, okay, the reason why all these consoles, and even the Switch, right? Because it's like, okay, it makes sense now that PlayStation 5 and uh, the new Xbox, it makes sense that those are so hard to get. But we mixed it in with, like, being a part of just pandemic culture when we were like, oh, look, this Nintendo Switch, which has been out by, you know, for four to five years already, is also flying off the shelves like crazy. So we kind of just mixed it in. But, like, now that we're kind of seeing the end of the tunnel with this whole COVID thing, it's interesting to see that, you know, that has not necessarily stopped the hype train on these consoles. It like it's good to see that it kind of transcends the pandemic culture that we've all found ourselves in. And I don't know, boys, like I have a feeling that if they play their cards right, I don't think it's going to outsell the PS2. I don't think anything's ever going to outsell the PS2, but it could, it's probably going to break 100 mil pretty easily. 
It'll probably outsell the PS4, which is a landmark on its own, you know? Right. I totally agree. Did you guys already talk about how it is currently on pace to outsell the PS4? Yeah, they actually mentioned that down here later in the article. Sony has previously been. Repeat, read faster, damn it. I'm sorry. Sony has previously been vocal in suggesting it wants to surpass the second year sales of the PS4, which totaled 14.8 million units. So essentially, like they haven't given the full landmark of like if a console's lifespan is like about nine years, like how many they actually want to sell here. Obviously, the answer is as many as possible. But 15 million units within two years is pretty insane, considering that's um, over Wii U, boys. Wii U. What? Hey, the Wii U sold sorry, 13 Zach. million. So <laughs> it's way over the Wii U. <laughs> Alright, Zach, so that's enough with PlayStation. What is going on in Blizzard news? Well, I'm glad you asked. More people are leaving and making their own company. Next oh, question. Who could have predicted this? <laughs> Alright, so this next article is coming to us from PRNewsWire.com by Lightforge Games. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's Lightforge Games, guys. That's what they're creating. Uh, former Epic and Blizzard veterans and those veterans and peeps are, who is this? Matt Shimbari, who is a CEO. Um, they're looking to combine elements from Minecraft or Roblox with tabletop RPGs to form a new way to play role-playing games. <sighs> Given our backgrounds, making a game that looks to revolutionize RPGs was an obvious choice. And so, I don't know about you guys, that sounds like a pretty tall order right there. What do you guys think? I don't play Blizzard games. <laughs> okay, but you don't have to play Blizzard games because... It's going to be like Roblox and Minecraft. This article... <laughs> I this don't article, play Roblox or Minecraft. <laughs> I used to play Minecraft. This article is like ultra deja vu, though, for you, Zar, because we literally talk about something like this happening with Blizzard every other goddamn week. Speaking of... I'll read we also talk about console to. shortages, too. This whole episode's like, kind of deja vu-y. Yeah. Uh, sorry, if you don't remember one more time, I swear to God, I'll change input devices again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Lightforge recently raised $5 million with investments from Galaxy Interactive, NetEase Games, Dreamhaven, Mavron, OneUp Ventures, and angel investors from the gaming and tech industries. Um, and just so you know, uh, Dreamhaven CEO Mike Moore... Moore I gotta probably say his name, Mike Morhime. Mike Moore. Oh, wow, really? I oh, I don't know if I'm a Blizzard fan anymore because I can't say his name. Hmm. Um, but basically, uh, the other Blizzard developers are like, "Hey, wait, this guy worked with me. He's pretty chill." I mean, yeah, that, essentially. Yeah, like, that's the it. thing is, <laughs> yeah, that's I, it? yeah, because Dreamhaven, you may remember, is one of the uh, companies that spawned out of former Blizzard employees and Warchief Gaming. And uh, who are the other? Chess didn't even like have to Google search them. They're just like, they keep spopping up every new day. It's like, how many babies are made off of Blizzard here? Apparently a lot. Seven. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) That's where it'll end. Just those seven. There's and Jeff Kaplan. Which one did Jeff Kaplan go to? We talked about him last that week. That was right? the one oh, that man. he went to a couple weeks ago. He's the one that started it. I don't even remember the name of the studio anymore. Um, it, it happens too much to remember all of them anymore. Jeff Kaplan just retired yet. He hasn't gone to one yet. So just expect yeah, that's that. That's what I thought. Yeah, and Reggie Fiza May retired before he went to GameStop. Retirement is not the. Yeah, end. well, then Reggie Fiza May quit GameStop. Is he technically retired now? Until he decides he gets bored and wants to help the next big company out. There's no way Reggie didn't take credit for that whole, you know, GameStop stock happening. I still haven't seen any credit given to him. 
This old news now. I'm just waiting for Jeff Kaplan to make his own his own company and just call it hi my name is jeff from the overwatch team yes. and it's like all right here's 10 million dollars because do us a new project <laughs> <laughs> hear me out overwatch but good whoa but <laughs> good i can't even imagine but gooder there we go um overwatch is good okay but that's not the point so we've seen this happen so many times now what can we say about what's happening here that hasn't already been said, Zach? I mean, it's just this happens so frequently, so perpetually. And Blizzard is still just like hanging there with their dick in their hands going, why is everyone leaving? And, the, you know, the devs are like, maybe you could treat us better and we could work on better games. And Blizzard's like, what's no, that? no, you that's want not the solution. <laughs> OK, microtransaction. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. Sold. So when do hey, you- um, oh sorry, go keep going. Yeah, so ah, fuck, I turned remember what you guys were talking about earlier, but so peaches, I think like out of all of us, you could be the most excited, even though I know you don't like Blizzard that much. But like, it's a tabletop RPG with like that creativity from Minecraft or Roblox that could be pretty cool. I'm thinking like a Dungeons and Dragons, but like I don't know more creative, well, which is you know whoa, I mean like whoa, that's whoa. the one thing that. Is- <laughs> Every time they make a Dungeons and Dragons game, it's like never like as free as the actual people who play Dungeons and Dragons want it to be. You know what I mean? There, there's there's some games that you know kind of replicate the Dungeons and Dragons experience without having to force you to get so in depth as Dungeons and Dragons would usually require. Like there's games like uh, Gloomhaven or like the seven versions of Dungeons and Dragons that exist. Um, well, but, but like, yeah, but it just doesn't is that kind of the vibe there. you're getting from that quote? I guess what I'm trying to say, not that it's not there, but like, you think that's what they're trying to go for, or what are you thinking? So, they they mentioned that they're they want to do tabletop stuff, but then they also talk about how they want to revolutionize like like RPGs in general, and so I'm assuming that they're going to start with like a board game, but I taking that's the easiest place in, to start. Yeah, taking inspiration for from Minecraft or Roblox. Seems like a weird place to go for a tabletop RPG. So I honestly don't know what to expect from this. Hmm. All right. So basically, Blizzard is hopefully going to explode someday. And um, with it, we'll have new companies that actually have souls. Zach, what do you think? Have you seen like the games that these guys have worked on? Like, did you uh, see the bottom of this article? Like, these guys worked on Fortnite, World of Warcraft, Diablo 3, Star Wars, The Old Republic, Hearthstone, the Starcraft, uh, Starcraft 2 trilogy. What? There was a trilogy for just Starcraft 2? Yeah, you know that. There's the there's the uh, shit. Oh fuck. The, All right, so the, the brood the one, the game. Protoss one, and the and the human one. I don't know. The second <laughs> game in the StarCraft universe has its own trilogy. Good to know. Um, Overwatch and Elder Scrolls Online. That's Zach, a lot of big games. Zach, when do you yeah. think Blizzard is going to learn their lesson and actually start changing their some of their behavior so that their employees don't keep leaving? They're not. <laughs> it, it, Simple answer. It's They're just not. like. It, it, it makes me furious to see Blizzard doing the same shit over and over and over and over again and not facing any sort of repercussion. You know, obviously it's like, OK, well, their big names and their biggest pieces of talent are leaving, but it doesn't seem to bother them that much is the is the thing. And I, it's just like I I'm personally in the spot where like I like Overwatch. But other than that, I don't give two shits about Blizzard. But like what I do care about is like 
good devs being in the industry and, and, you know, creating good practices that other companies have a precedent to follow. And Blizzard's not doing that for me. And they're doing just fine because didn't we talk about them, I don't know if it was a week ago or like the time before that that I was on, but like their their stock's still going up pretty yeah. fine. Yeah, they're absolutely stock, it is. They're, yeah, they're losing, but they're making money. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just people just keep talking with their wallets and like they're fine. Their CEO just made some fat money. It's fine. It's fine. All they right, laid off 200 enough. people. It's fine. Fair enough, I suppose. I don't really have any much else, anything else to say about this guy. Chaz, anything else you want to add? Um, I, I'm i curious what, to see what tabletop game comes from this, but honestly, I want to see what, like, um, not tabletop game, I don't know, <laughs> video game comes from this is what I'd like to see, just because right, right. I, I really like Star Wars podcast. The Old Republic. <laughs> well, I mean, general gaming podcasts, you know, I, I enjoy board, some board game, game podcasts. We haven't good. really talked much about board games. That'd be an interesting episode, definitely, to try and pursue that. Because I do love a good, like, tabletop or board game. Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't want to step on anyone's turf. Oh, whatever. <laughs> what are they going to do? Take away our advertising? <laughs> Not our advertising. Yes, because that is a thing. Or lack thereof. That we have lots talked about of. card games. <laughs> uh, Isn't that essentially the same thing as a board game? It is on top of a table. Moving on. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about the next article? I feel like Zar hasn't had to read in a while. Zar, read. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone knows that I'm an emo kid. And so basically talking about inspiration, inspiration for an entire culture. Um, video games have replaced music as the most important aspect of youth culture. Wow. By Sean Mohanan. And this is coming to us from The Guardian. So thanks, Sean. So, yeah, this is basically what it sounds like. Um, you know, kids these days, when you tell them, when you ask them a question about PewDiePie, 90% of them know it. If you ask them about a football player, they're not going to know it. It's kind of weird how that kind of stuff has shifted. And like the latest musicians and artists, um, None of these Gen Z's know about them, according to this article. And if it comes to video games and like watching video games on YouTube or Twitch or any of those platforms, that is where their celebrities come from. And so we are seeing a direct shift in, you know, that paradigm of from the stage to the desk chair. Well, I mean, like, there's a few things, like, that back with, back up what you're saying. So, like, I want to talk about, like, the specific stats just so people don't think we're pulling out of this out of our ass. Um, That's so, always going to be credible, as we've learned, yeah. as we've learned. <laughs> so, like, directly from the article, they talk, like, so Morning Consult, uh, a consumer intelligence firm, said that PewDiePie has more ring, uh, name recognition and higher favorability than LeBron James among Gen Z American men. And then... Uh, the gaming industry, uh, with 139 billion a year, has outstripped the NFL, the NBA, uh, MLB, and NHL combined. And the gaming industry is set to take in 180 billion for 2020, which is a 20% increase for you know quick maths. Thank you, the Guardian, for the quick maths. <laughs> yeah, um, quick maths. So scared of math. <laughs> and then you see you see other things like you know these big superstars like Lil Nas ooh, X ooh, and Travis Scott. Can I read Scott. this quote? Please, can I read this quote? Go for it. All right. The most 
fetishized products of 2020 were gaming platforms such as the Nintendo Switch in the spring, the PlayStation 5 in the fall. And it wasn't the usual suspects lining up to score these consoles. It was with, you know, with the bars and the clubs closed, even actors and legendary party girl herself, Lindsay Lohan, was excited <laughs> to pose <laughs> next Lohan. to her comped PS5. You guys remember when Lindsay Lohan was in the parent trap and she played twins? That was great. So that was honestly a good movie. It was a good movie. <laughs> And anyways, <laughs> let's keep, let's remember that Lindsay Lohan. OK, so I have a lot of conflicting feelings about this article, because if it weren't vi- like my two biggest passions for hobbies are video games and music like, you know, like I'm a musician. I'm a member of a band. I've been playing music for f- almost as long as I've been playing video games. Um, there there was a weird time when gaming really started to hit the mainstream where the t- they weren't like pop culture in itself was not necessarily like distancing itself from video games, right? Like you would see like celebrities and athletes and motherfuckers, you know, never played video games would ad- advertise these consoles, right? It's like watching famous skinny people drink up Coca-Cola. Like you never drink Coca-Cola. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that bottle's filled with water. But <laughs> But now we're at this point where gaming has overtaken that. What I don't like about this article is that the author almost seems to insinuate that one, this is a new trend that's happening. And two, it's COVID that pushed it over the edge. Uh, He said specifically like through this, like I'm reading straight out of the article, Coachella wasn't happening, but Animal Crossing was open for business. Politicians eager to rock the vote look to video games to reach young voters. I mean, I want to be clear. This is not a new trend. Video games have been overtaking every other industry for quite some time now. And it's kind of gotten to the point where, like, the other industries don't really want to play as nice with it as they used to. They're like, oh, shit, these guys just overtook us as the number one spot. Yeah, and it kind (laughs) of sucks that they're blaming COVID because, I mean, on the one hand, they're not wrong. Like these these artists, these bands and other venues are struggling because, you know, live shows were no longer a thing, but video games were. So on that hand, yes, they are correct. But on the other video games have been on this warpath for decades. Yeah, precisely. Since the 80s, when Pong came out, like all of a sudden the first Atari Every fucking kid in America and like uh, Japan, I think. Shit, you're uh, talking the 1970s, bud. Like this goes back even yeah, further. even even earlier, even earlier. Yeah, the 70s. Yeah, absolutely. And that and just so kinda... they can't. They can't. My point is that they can't blame COVID directly for this because this was already going to happen. They also have a lot of salt in their voice when they're like, you know, these kids nowadays don't recognize this boy who can throw a ball really far, but they know who PewDiePie is. It's like, yeah, no shit. Fuck this guy who can throw a ball far. It's that meme of uh, Principal Skinner from The Simpsons. Have I lost touch with today's children? No, it's the children's fault for not paying attention to me what's funny is <laughs> what's funny is i didn't hear zach or peaches laugh at that joke and i know it's because they're both big football fans and they're like hey now i like boy who bulls who throws ball far 
Well, here's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, I just personally... They're I, both equally... They're, they both are equally important if you want to just, like... If we want to just be straight about it, like... They're equally important to different groups of people. All I'm saying is, like... PewDiePie isn't, like, greater than, like, LeBron James. Just like LeBron James isn't greater than PewDiePie. I mean, LeBron James probably makes more money than PewDiePie. That doesn't really matter. Who has like, more subscribers? These, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day, not, like... It doesn't matter what media everything you comes down to subscribers like I who cares you know PewDiePie has 100 million subscribers great and LeBron James has like 100 million fans great at the end of the day it's just enjoy what you want to enjoy oh yeah by no means am I saying oh like, yeah ah, no, fuck right. you sports or whatever like this is all just a part of pop culture it's just it's it's so interesting to think about like where video games place is within that how it's transcended just like, you know, this recreational box you use to play a game every now and again. I mean, they're talking about like it was a little cringy when he said politicians eager to rock the vote look to video games to reach young voters. It's like when Hillary Clinton <laughs> said Pokemon go to the polls. That's the worst thing a politician has ever said. Oh. And I'm including <laughs> everything Richard Nixon ever did. Oh, Chris. <laughs> huh. bringing Nixon into it. What about her husband? We don't talk about him. We got time for this? Anyway, <laughs> look, look, this isn't a political podcast, so let's quit shifts. What about when uh, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing, when AOC and uh, maybe it was Biden and Kamala Harris played Animal Crossing for votes? Like, I mean, like they do do that. I mean, it wasn't that cringy. I mean, like it was just like, yeah, you know, they're not playing the game to play the game. Right. But like uh, AOC and Ilhan Omar uh, that was, I mixed played a, a played Among Us, and honestly, I thought that was really fun. Like it was, I watched that stream for a while, and it was cool. I, like I, it didn't feel like old people trying to connect with the kids, you know. It just felt like people playing games and also being like, hey, and you know, don't forget to go vote. Right, and you can Fair tell enough. authenticity from like different people. Like you know who's just using it as a platform versus who's just playing at the games yeah well you know? like aoc plays league of legends i mean she's young Today Hell, she's not much older than we are yeah she's silver so i'm higher ranked than her but <laughs> scrub <laughs> fucking scrub <laughs> 1v1 me you won't okay so <laughs> bottom bottom line video games have replaced music as the most important aspect of youth culture and in other news you know leaves fall from the trees when it's fall um, I, anyway. I think one thing that was really funny like this year is, uh, you know, this article specifically talks about how the pandemic has predominantly like shown people how prominent video games are in culture. And uh, when the pandemic first started, you know, everyone was, or before the pandemic even started, everyone was like, oh, esports aren't real sports. Pandemic hits. Esports are the only sports. <laughs> The esports competition in itself is an incredibly interesting conversation that can be had. The culture of esports is so unbelievably fascinating to me, but nothing makes me more giddy than when I see old guys that just don't get it and start bitching about esports. I love <laughs> it. I love it. And as a consumer of, uh, you know, Rocket League esports and League of Legends esports, they're fun. Like, it's the same as watching a football game to me, you know? No, it honestly is. That's what I've never understood is, like, why they don't... I don't understand how they don't get it. It's like, 
well, I like watching, you know, guys throw a ball and run around and kick things and do this, that, and the other thing. But watching someone play video games just doesn't make sense to me. There's no difference. Yeah, no, there's it's, no difference. It's the same. At all. Some people just see it differently, you know. Um, they can't make that transition from the virtual world to the real world, and vice versa. And there's just that um, that big you know, cultural stigma. If it's if it's not actual people doing actual things, then you know it's not worth anything. And oh yeah, then explain obviously NASCAR. that's not our mindset, but that is <laughs> a mindset out there. Explain NASCAR to me. They're making a left turn. GP, I couldn't. I couldn't explain NASCAR if I tried, and I'm not going to pretend to have any <laughs> sort of knowledge on NASCAR. I mean, I, mean like, I, I, I see the value of getting wasted in the middle of the afternoon, but that's about it. Not a car fan. It, I think what's cool is like the, it's just a cultural like significance. Like it took a while for everyone to like football, and some people still don't like football. And like it's it's fine. Like I mean, like you said, just like it's the validation that people want from it. Like if you like football, like you're more validated for some reason, and like in certain parts of the country. And so I think it's just kind of like it depends on where you're at and who you're with. Like I mean, at the end of the day, like you just gotta like what you like and. Dude, not like a lot of people are, tell you what to like. There are like high schools that have esport teams now. And that's call it, yeah. crazy to me. <clears throat> really? Man, I wish I would have gone to high school when that was a thing. <laughs> Zach, the validation. I would have been varsity in a sport. I thought you were varsity golf. Well, I mean, that's already debatable as a sport. Yeah, that's right. No, it's a sport. What are you talking about? It's a sport. It. I mean, it is. It is, but... I mean, I can drink during that sport, so... That makes it a great sport. You, you decide. I would love to see people get drunk during a football game. Just to watch how it progressively goes to shit. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you can, but not for long. I mean, the, a lot of football players already hopped up on pain meds, so... Yeah, that's true. Well, then you're just doping. <laughs> uh Zach brings up a really interesting point with the validation theory, though. That's why YouTube channels like React work so well is because people like people watch those videos because they love the validation of, oh, this person loves the thing that I also love. And that means the thing that I love is good. That's why things like that work. That's why watching these YouTubers is so addicting, you know? And that's yeah. why share. But at the same token, that's why sharing music that you've discovered is addicting. You know, that's why watching sports yep. is addicting. That it's just it's all really one in the same, you know. But for some reason, like, I just feel like amongst all of this video games has gotten the most resistance against like people who just kind of want to delegitimize it. And because we've talked about so many different times where that's been true, you know, where people like don't take how powerful video games are into account in the overall conversation of pop culture. And, it, you know, even seeing this article, there's still going to be people that just disregard it. You know, it's like it's all about the music and the athletes. Yeah, just different mindsets. And that is I am burning my soapbox down. That's the that's it. <laughs> and like I said, I say that as a I like a huge fan of music. Well, music basically defined a majority of my adolescence, and so I can understand where this is coming from. I, video games also dominated a large portion of that adolescence as well. But, you know, everyone around me was more into music, and I guess seeing that change from music to video games is kind of cool. Hey, I'm here for it. Hey, guys. Hey. When I was... 
A young boy. A young boy. My father. My father. Exactly. Cut to commercial. Cut to commercial. Cut to commercial. Damn it, Zach. Trying to get us sued. It's 30 seconds. I did fine. Thank you. Plus, I think song bad. 30 seconds thing isn't a real rule. Yes. That's like that's like saying all the students can leave if the teacher is 10 minutes late. Yeah, you're legally allowed to leave. It's not a thing. <laughs> I thought about pulling Shit. out that rule while GP was gone. In college, you can just get up and walk out. The professor won't care. Like whenever you yeah, want. But in college, you can get up and walk out and the professor won't care either because it's college. It's your money at that point. All right. So we kind of went off on a tangent here. Uh, who wants to move on to quick takes? Peaches, you're kind of quick takes guy now. I am quick takes guy, but I just want to uh, close with music and like video games have like a nice little intersection like you were talking about, JP. And like, it's not like music is going away as a part music of music culture. is in video games. Precisely. <laughs> They and, all complement uh, each other, you know? Exactly, yeah. So, anyways, uh, check out the new Van Weezer album. Uh, let's move <laughs> on to Quick Takes. <laughs> you can't do that. We don't work for whoever that is. I'm sharing what I love with you guys. If we're not getting paid, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, we just, we yeah. like this product. All right, Fair boys, enough. Quick Takes time. All right, Quick Takes, let's do it. I love this all first right. one. Wait, Zach, you want the first one? No, I want you to. I decided. Oh, okay, okay. All right. So Sega is considering Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio reboots, and working on a quote-unquote super game. What does that now, mean, ooh. super game? I don't it's know. It's a Sonic game, but Super Sonic. <laughs> I, I assume they're like when they say super game, they mean like a game that is going to like revolutionize the industry, like Skyrim, you know, or like what Cyberpunk was supposed to be. Right. Um, but mainly, I, I could care less about the super game part of that. I am super excited for Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio reboots. Oh, Crazy Taxi, me too. Mainly. Crazy Taxi, yeah. I never played it. Oh, it's so fun. They made one for the uh, Switch recently. Oh, it, yeah, I did see that, but I never did pick it up. Jet Set Radio was like a skating game before I was super into uh, like Tony Hawk, except instead of a skateboard, you have rollerblades, and it, it made rollerblades cool all right 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 i know you guys are thinking you're thinking of rollerblades and you're thinking they're dumb all right and they're not that (laughs) is literally exactly what i was thinking (laughs) i was gonna say rollerblades have never been cool rollerblades were never cool jet set radio made rollerblades cool and you will never take that away from me or you can pick people up and take them to places where they want to go with crazy taxi Yes, that is also good. I really enjoy that, too. And hit lots of stuff. <laughs> yeah. What's really funny, though, is you can tell that they're doing their best to like, yes, Sonic will be there, but we've got other stuff, guys. <laughs> Please like, recognize the other things. Yeah, no, because Sonic's when buried. When is Sonic it. 2 coming to theaters? <laughs> you can tell because they buried Sonic in there. Like, Sonic is obviously their biggest IP, but they buried it in with everything else. Examples of active IP. Fantasy Star... Ryu Gatuko, Persona, Sonic, Total War. It's like, wait, did you say Sonic? <laughs> Sonic? They like tried to really mix hope, it in there. I really hope they made like a Sonic Adventure 3. I would love that so much. That would be cool. Well, at this point, they have to compete with like Mario Odyssey. So it's been no, quite a no, while no, 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 since no, no, they... No, no, no. They need to do their own Sonic thing. Stop well, worrying about Mario. I do agree with Zach. Well, competing 
on that level. No, no, they just need to do Sonic things. They just gotta go fast. What it- I see, I see what you're trying to say. I just want them not to focus on platforming. So I'm trying. <laughs> I'm hoping they don't do that. Yeah, because when it's platforming, it's not very good. All right, guys. I do. What's the idea board? Gotta go fast. Gotta go All right, fast. That, let's make <laughs> yeah. this game. Let us make this game. <laughs> but don't make it too fast. Because if you make it too fast, then you need a Sonic the Hedgehog 06. And we don't want that. What did you think about Sonic Heroes? <laughs> I liked it. That was the only time I was like, okay, this is decent platforming. Yeah. It was good. I just hit up my pen against the thing. I'm so sorry, JP. You're, oh, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> did someone say pen? Pens! Anyway, no, I like Sonic Heroes. I didn't like having to play as Knuckles and Tails. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't like the Heroes part, I guess. (laughs) So you didn't like the game? (laughs) It was... I liked, like, the puzzle solving made it fun, but, like, it was, like, forced puzzle solving. So, like, it never really felt that genuine, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So it got old fast. That's fair. Fair enough. That makes sense. But I love the soundtrack. Like, Sonic soundtracks are always fire. Sonic has great soundtracks. Holy shit, you were right. And then I liked the, uh, like, the gameplay was fine. But you could tell they were just throwing shit at the wall. They're starting to throw shit at the wall. Beaches, what do you got for the next quick take? All right, next quick take is, uh, this is going to be the first casualty of uh, Xbox buying ZeniMax, or Microsoft buying ZeniMaxes. Starfield is going to be exclusive to Xbox and PC, and this is the first confirmation, I think, of any games that of like, the uh, Bethesda that is not going to be cross platform or not cross platform, but multi platform. So yes, I think I think that's correct. I think this is the first. Yeah, and so honestly, they're pretty exciting for Xbox. They're getting some exclusives, though. I still am kind of firm in my belief that you know I would like all games to come out for all platforms because you know I want everybody to play all the best games, but that's never going to happen. So <laughs> yeah, you know I really want to be excited about this game. Because it's Xbox exclusive and it's Bethesda, but I don't know a single thing about it. Like, space RPG. That's all I need to know. Their teaser is just space. Like we know it's sci-fi. We're in the middle I, of Mass Effect hype. Well, yeah, but I can only be hyped for so many space games at a time. <laughs> space. I don't that's know. Fair. So much space. Got to see it all. Look, I mean, Xbox. I want to be hyped for fantasy. In my opinion, Xbox had to start somewhere with the exclusives. Um, I didn't expect the very first thing they were going to have to knock it out of the park um, with these new studios and acquisitions that they just made. But I do. I see this as well, the hold start. on. Apparently, Bethesda has been making Starfield for over a decade. So this is going to be their next big game just because it's mean, not Fallout or you know, Elder Scrolls doesn't mean that it's not going to be a huge game. I wasn't hey, insinuating uh, what that. What is a Starfield Czar? This was a great conversation we had before this. I have no idea. I wish I knew. Space. Czar is the king of recommending games he's never played. <laughs> yeah, cat lady. Nobody has any idea. There is not, literally no information. Right. Well, okay, there's not literally no information, but there is like next to no information. <laughs> yeah, but we yeah, know it's right. called Starfield as of now. <laughs> we don't even know if you play as a star or not. I, we don't know what this game I'm gonna could go, be. I'm going to go on Metacritic. I didn't get to play as a star. <laughs> this game really makes you feel like a star feel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a motherfucking star boy. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> That's two copyright strikes. Let's go for three. Let's go, uh, let's go for three. <laughs> Chaz, next quick take. All right. Uh, Ubisoft is going to start focusing on high-end free-to-play games. Um, oh? What, yeah. So you guys may know Ubisoft, uh, you know, just a smaller indie company. A couple of small releases, Rainbow Six, uh, Far Cry games, you know, just just really small. Yeah. Oh, is that small all? Small indie titles. A couple of them. But, uh, you know, they got Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine. I think they're supposed to set to launch like by March of 2022. But after that, they don't really have any games like AAA title games confirmed. And apparently it's probably going to be because they're going to start working on all these free to play games where they're just going to microtransaction the hell out of you. So everyone look forward to that from Ubisoft. 100 percent accurate. Yep, that that's checks out wholeheartedly i mean i think they should just do that solely as a company maybe just make a division dedicated to it (laughs) just to sell people microtransactions it's you're honestly probably bring in more money than the games but i mean like if you're one of those people like me where you literally hate yourself if you spend any money on a game that you got for free um this is really great news yeah (laughs) uh because like this just means i'm getting some awesome free games and like well that's how fortnite gets you it's like well i spent no money on the game so like i can justify 20 dollars on some skins right and maybe if you're super into it it's like well i can justify you know three months later i can justify 20 more dollars on some skins that's how pokemon go sucked me in exactly Exactly. Pokemon Go is another huge example of that. How proud am my wife? She said she has yet to spend any money on Pokemon Go. And she's almost level 40. Yeah. How does she get incubators? Fuck incubators. Don't spend money. I don't know how she did. I don't think she does incubators. Just the free ones and like the ones you get like on the special events. Hey, Chez. Well, let's, quick let's take. go to the last quick take, last quick <laughs> which take. is also microtransaction related. Oh, boy. Um, you. You guys may have heard us talk about New World in previous episode, Amazon's uh, MMORPG that they got coming out here soon. Um, they uh, I've already announced microtransactions for the game. And, you know, among co- other than cosmetic stuff that they're releasing, the microtransactions is also going to include uh, you purchasing rested XP and fast travel points. That is so healthy. I love that. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I, I, Zach's sarcasm is pretty thick there. Pretty thick. Okay, good. I'm glad because I didn't want to. I didn't want to take the wind out of Zach's sails. I was like, I guess that's kind of cool. Um, okay, I'm glad he was being sarcastic. <laughs> People are real upset about this. There is nothing better than buying an advantage over other players. I love showing people I'm richer than them and then spitting on them as I go. Like, oh, that's funny. Whatever happened to RPGs where, you know, you get the fast travel point after you discover the location, and then that's that. Yeah. Right? Like, what's wrong with that? Well, that was a good system. I don't want to buy, like, I don't want to spend money to buy fast travels. Wait, I don't want to spend so, money. It, are they saying that, like, you can only fast travel if you spend the money? That's why I'm, in, I'm, I'm assuming that. That's horseshit if that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's some pretty fucked up shit. That's, that is kind of an assumption there, but I don't know why they would say it if that's not the case. If, if you can buy fast travels, that kind of implies that fast travels are a limited, resources and, yes. a limited resource and you would have to buy more of them. 
Oh, these shady motherfuckers. Yeah, of uh, scummy business practices. Right, and then also the rested XP thing. What the fuck is up with buying rested XP? Like in World of Warcraft, you get rested XP for like being offline in an inn. That, that's a good system. Keep it like that. Yeah, this is just... Uh, uh, and I know I just accidentally praised World of Warcraft. Fuck World of Warcraft. <laughs> you can only sleep well if you have money. <laughs> I can answer that question for money. <laughs> Ugh, it's so shitty. Look, I understand microtransactions and it's like, okay, this gaming company made a pretty solid product and in exchange they put in microtransactions that don't affect gameplay, but like are cosmetic for people who are big fans of the game. That is okay. But making an essential game function that has always been the standard in gaming, a microtransaction only feature is so incredibly fucking scummy, especially one as essential to an RPG as a fast travel system. Like what? To be fair, like Zach's right. We don't know for sure that that's what they're implying, but if it is, fuck them. And you know, the worst part is like, Usually you see microtransactions and free-to-play games. This game is going to be 40 bucks. It's already $40. Yeah, okay. Th- this is pissing me off. Like, who the fuck is you? Well, they're they're Amazon. So. Oh, that explains it. Yep. I forget. So this is going to be for the Luna. Now, now if <laughs> I get a fast trailer every time I buy something off Amazon, I mean, is it that bad? <laughs> I mean, I buy stuff off Amazon pretty often. Well, like, that's, could you imagine? That's not a like, bad deal. Just buy some new socks. We are now fast traveling you to Indonesia. You're like, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're sending gonna, you to Ohio. Back, back. No. You're going to make your own socks. Oh, no. <laughs> what, did you say Ohio? <laughs> yes. Please, no. We're sending Anywhere you to Ohio. Ohio. No, not Ohio. Not Ohio. <laughs> Anything but that. Ohio Fuck Ohio Other than the nightmare Yeah fuck Ohio Except for all our listeners from Ohio Not you you're cool Yeah you're you're a good Ohio (laughs) I mean look If they're from Ohio they're probably like Look honestly I kind of I I understand I get it (laughs) This place kind of sucks I get it We live in a state where we're the same way (laughs) It's like, it was our motto. Like, it's not for everybody. <laughs> you know, so we've got no room to talk. <laughs> our, our quick takes are turning into uh, whatever yeah. the fuck this is. Next thing. How these quick takes always turn turn into long takes? Can I, uh, <laughs> can I do the game releases? Yeah, JP, you can do the game releases. Yeah, do the game releases, JP. All right. Upcoming game releases on May 20th. We have the Wild at Heart coming to the Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One and PC. On May 21st, we have Knockout City coming to the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, Switch and PC. We have Miitopia coming to the Nintendo Switch and we have Rust coming to the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. On May 25th, we have Biomutant coming to the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, and PC. King of Seas is coming to the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Maneater is coming to the Nintendo Switch. And Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster is coming you to the PlayStation... You said none of the words right, but I love you regardless. <laughs> oh, how, okay, how do you pronounce it? Shin Megami Tensei 3 HD remaster. That is what I said. You just put wow, a shitty accent on it. 
flaw. No, JP, you said it wrong. Zach said it flawlessly. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, Fair. say it one more time. No, I'm good. That's it. You only get one. You only get one. Fine. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. All right. So I noticed that Peaches is um, putting in for the hype up one upcoming game, Biomutant. So, okay, I don't know shit about this game, so I'll pass it on to Peaches to explain why he's excited, because my pick was going to be for Metopia, but I guess I'll go fuck myself. Thank you, JP. <laughs> my pick was for Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster, but I guess I can also go fuck myself. So you can also <laughs> go fuck yourself. Zar, are you excited for this game with me? Dude, no, I'm all on that Biomutant. It looks adorable, and I kind of want it because it's kind of like Breath of the Wild, and it's kind of like dungeon crawlers, and it's it, the main character's a raccoon. Come on you, now. You, the, the main character is you, and you get to create your own little murderous, cute-ass animal, all right? This game looks incredible. It looks like it's got a lot of fun combat. Cute little murderous animal. What more could you ask for? It's like build a murder bear. A story and solid gameplay. Yeah, it's got that from what I've seen in the trailer so far. All right, well, GP, fair if you want a story and solid gameplay, why are you talking to me about Metopia? Yeah, because Meet it looks so cute. Because it looks can so cute. Can you make? Can you make a Ganon me in Biomutant? Didn't think so. Didn't think so. Thank you, Zach. Well, there's a cricket on the the cute furry shoulder. Oh, well, fuck. That just changed my mind. Yeah, Biomutant. <laughs> so so that, that game's offering that. Biomutant's offering a cricket. Look, look I'm terrified of grasshopper. Uh, I'm terrified of grasshoppers. And what are crickets except the grasshopper's ugly cousin? Well, actually, I think this is more of a grasshopper. It's green, and I think crickets are copyrighted. Fuck it. I hate this game again. <laughs> I don't fuck with grasshoppers. I hate them. You really should be scared of praying mantises. I think praying mantises are cool. No, they're elegant. <laughs> We're not the etymology tea podcast, though. <laughs> All right. Boys, like I said, thank you so much for taking care of the podcast. Well, that's a little subjective. Thanks for watching the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast while I was away. That is hey, factually no correct. That is factually correct. Yeah, it, it was very nice to feel like I could just step away from the podcast for a little while and take a little break and have you guys take over with everything good. And I know that Travis had a really good time, uh, you know, instead of like this pre-made segment, just bullshitting on the news, too. So you guys did a very solid job. So thank you so much. What are you, what are you talking about, JP? This is your last episode. Travis is taking your place. He's actually we're we're conforming to the Rainbow Road podcast now. We're a Rainbow Road podcast, the Rainbow too. T podcast. <laughs> so I can keep game tea, right? You guys are just going to Rainbow no, no, Road. No, 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 no. We still own that license. No, we're under the Rainbow Road well, conglomerate. Since yeah. when are you yeah. three gay? <laughs> Two of you are married. <laughs> to women <laughs> who I've met. <laughs> I have some questions. And you will get no answers because we don't owe you anything. True. All right. All right, so on Saturday, um, we're just going to do a nice little let's talk to kind of warm me back up to being back on the show. So look for that on Saturday. And in the meantime, thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye. Later. 
If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.